0: there. Welcome back. I'm Karen Hall, your host of the Hero Within podcast. I'm passionate about sharing inspiring true stories of unsung heroes who've overcome some of life's most challenging adversities. Come along with me and learn how you too can find hope and healing to return to love. In our recent episode, Jamie Barris talked about how we are all projecting and absorbing. You may have wondered, what exactly is projecting? People project when they have an internal issue that causes a feeling that they are not comfortable with. Many times this is related to a weakness or some sort of flaw that they have. They are unable to face their fears and insecurities because of guilt and shame. They can't be honest with themselves because it is so painful in some way. So they shift the blame to us instead of taking responsibility for their own flaw. They cleverly make their case that we are at fault. In reality, what they need is a way to get these uncomfortable feelings out. In their negative mood, one might recommend a punching bag to get it all out. So what is a person to do when someone else is projecting something that is false about us? First of all, our normal reaction is likely to be defensive. And boy, I can relate to that. I really have a thing about accuracy. (laughs) And I feel like, hey, wait a minute. I need to set the record straight here. So let's say that our lover accuses us of cheating on them. We may feel a mixture of feelings when they make this accusation. We may be shocked. Where did this come from? We may be angry. How dare you? dare they accuse us? We may be confused. Why would they think we're cheating on them? We may also feel worried or any number of emotions. It's understandable to want to explain to them why that isn't true and what actually is the truth. And sometimes I felt like it was for their benefit if I explained what the truth was so that they didn't have this faulty perception which caused them pain. Well, is that a good idea? Most experts agree that this is not the time to engage in this way. We'll discuss later when this approach can be used. Some part of the brain of the person who is projecting on us believes their story, so the facts are not going to be received well. In addition, their emotions are likely escalated, which makes a logical conversation ineffective. Remember how we talked about the brain that when our emotions escalate, we go to the primitive part of our brain and we aren't able to access the prefrontal cortex where logic resides? So trying to prove them wrong will just aggravate the situation. Their emotions will likely escalate further and they'll likely make additional accusations to leverage their position and this will add fuel to the fire. If we don't tell them they are wrong and what is true, Well, what should we do? The first thing to do is to temporarily pause. Notice the discomfort inside, the way our body is reacting, and the emotions we are feeling. Notice the change in how we felt before they said this comment and how we felt afterward. When the projection leads to feelings of defensiveness, it can help to remember that this is like a red light that comes on our dash when we run out of oil. It indicates that we need to pull over to the side of the road. We also need to pause emotionally. The second thing to do is to be aware. It helps to notice how we are feeling. We've all experienced when someone is talking at us rather than in conversation with us. This creates a disconnected feeling, and it's a clue that the other person may be projecting. We can also pay attention to how our body is reacting We may sense danger with this disconnection, and we may feel tense, breathe quickly and shallowly, and we may have fight, flight, freeze, or fawn reactions. The next thing to do is to take care of ourselves first and emotionally regulate ourselves. Get our oxygen mask on first before we continue the interaction. If our emotions are escalating and we do not feel able to emotionally regulate, we need to create a safe boundary for ourselves. Be sure to explain to the projector that we need to take a break and reassure them that we will be back to discuss the issue. Then separate ourselves somehow. We could go for a walk, take a shower, or write in our journal to give ourselves a little space. When we are able to use our mindfulness tools to emotionally regulate, start with taking deep breaths. I find it helpful to breathe in love and breathe out fear, anger, defensiveness, or whatever the negative emotion is. I put my hand over my heart, and I remind myself that I'm safe, and this is a wonderful form of self-care. When we feel safe, then we can return to interacting with the projector. However, we must realize that the projector may still be escalated in their emotions. The next step is to be curious. For me, in my personal experience, this is best accomplished when I am not emotionally escalated. If I need to emotionally regulate, return to step one and two. And when it is safe, I can then be curious. It helps me gain insights when I ask myself why they might be concluding such an erroneous conclusion about me. What might the projector be feeling? In this case, is it possible that they are feeling disconnected? what if they made this statement about me cheating on them because they felt disconnected from me? The next step is to seek to have compassion. It's important to understand that the person projecting is trying to protect themselves from feeling shame and guilt. The way that they do this is they find someone else to blame. And that's us. The person may feel guilty because of their unloving behavior towards us. They may feel shame about this, and they may feel even deeper shame that they are unlovable. They project because they are trying to protect themselves from feeling this shame and guilt. And looking back on this example of why the projector might have accused me of cheating, people project because they are fighting an internal battle with themselves. There are many varied reasons why they may be projecting that I am cheating, It may be that they projected this when actually they themselves are cheating, or maybe they are thinking about leaving me, or they are unhappy in the marriage, or they may be feeling disconnected and feel fear that I am cheating, which is a projection that could be based on their insecurity and shame. They may have misinterpreted my behavior as unloving and concluded that I wanted to leave them because of their own insecurity. The next step is to ask what would be the most loving, charitable response that we could give this person? After we have shown ourselves love, supported ourselves, and allowed ourselves to emotionally regulate, and we feel safe, we can stand in the truth of what is true about ourselves. And then what could we do that would be a loving response to the projector? First of all, I would consider the option of being gentle with the projector. Many people reject this suggestion at first because they feel like the victim. They may feel attacked from the projection. However, they may have tools to de-escalate their emotions, or may be more emotionally healthy than the person who is projecting, at least at that moment. Marianne Williamson says, those of us who are into spirituality and higher consciousness, we should be the biggest grown-ups in society. And I love that. It is a big responsibility when we are seeking a higher consciousness and working to be the best version of ourselves. Well, you may wonder, what gives me the authority to suggest such a thing? It's from my own personal experience and many years of not doing these things which caused me and my loved ones unnecessary suffering. I have learned so much through my own mistakes. Luckily, the Lord blessed me with an angel best friend who has supported me along my journey and has been my life coach and therapist for the last 41 years. I am so grateful for Michelle. What a miracle she has been in my life. The Lord also blessed me with the Holy Spirit to teach me His will, which didn't always match the commonly held wisdom of the day. If there is anything I can share that will help others, I offer these tips with all the love in my heart as a gift to you to help prevent unnecessary suffering in you. And by the way, I am still working to implement these tools myself. I still absorb negative energy, and I am still practicing not taking on the projections of others onto myself. It's a work in progress. In my own life, I have seen the power of being aware, emotionally regulating myself, and being curious. But that isn't enough. With the Lord's help, He has taught me the importance of having charity in these situations. Charity is the love that Christ would have in these difficult situations. When I remember that the other person is a child of God and has their own unique perspective, I find that being gentle and kind is a vital step in reconnecting and reestablishing a positive feeling in the relationship. With a gentle demeanor, it can be very helpful to show love, such as a pat on the person's hand. Avoid reacting and instead be proactive. One example of a very powerful statement that you could use is, Tell me more. This simple phrase can help the projector feel seen and heard. It can help them feel that you care about them. You actually want to know more. This alone can help them to de-escalate their heightened emotions. As the projector explains more about their projection, Nod. Nod and let them know that you hear them. Even if you 100% disagree, this is still not the time to say so. Rumi said, Beyond all ideas of good and bad, right and wrong, there is a field. I'll meet you there. If we want to preserve the relationship with this person, we'll meet in that field. We can disagree with respect and without negative emotions. We can assume the best about the projector and we can recognize that they are fearful and hurting inside. Marshall Rosenberg, author of Nonviolent Communication, says, People do not hear our pain when they believe they are at fault. At the root of every tantrum and power struggle are unmet needs. This is so important for us to remember. When I'm trying to explain my pain of a projection upon me, the other person can't hear that yet. The motivation... For the projector to make the projection is an unmet need. It is also important to note that understanding the other person's needs does not mean you have to give up on your own needs. The projector may be wrong about us, but we can still see them as a child of God, even when we disagree with their projection. Our goal is to create a quality, empathic connection that allows everyone's needs to be met. Rosenberg continues, every message, regardless of form or content, is an expression of a need. Your presence is the most precious gift you can give to another human being. And then moving forward with this loving attitude, here are some additional examples of things we could do and say. When we feel safe and the projector feels our love, and they feel an element of safety, we can proceed and apply Rosenberg's wisdom and, quote, always listen for what the projector needs rather than what they're thinking about us. Wow. When I read that, that was so powerful. I had a huge paradigm shift because when I listen, it just is so loud what the person is thinking about me. And listening for what they need is just life-changing. It just has made such a huge difference in my communication. One of the best ways to communicate with someone who is projecting is to use more I statements and fewer you statements. Using you statements is commonly used when communicating, but it's not the most effective way to communicate. Using you statements contributes to defensive behavior and to a lose-lose situation. And I don't know about you but I like win-win situations. So you could ask some questions such as, what are you feeling? This is a great question because the feeling is something that we can all relate to. We don't argue about feelings in the same way we might argue about facts and opinions. We could ask, what am I doing that makes you feel like I'm cheating? And going back to the example that we gave, this may be difficult to hear their answer but it is important to not be defensive and to continue being curious. The goal is to seek to understand first. Let them know we hear what they've said and acknowledge our behavior. For example, I could say, I understand. Because I've been working late and I haven't been interacting with you, you feel blank. And then use the feeling word that they had used. Acknowledge their feelings that we understand the feeling Not that we agree with the thought that led to the feeling, but we understand the feeling. I could say, I understand how it feels to feel disconnected and it can be triggering for me too. The next step is to validate with understanding of why they feel the way they do. Many times we can validate, oh, I can see that you feel frustrated. But when we express that. We understand how they feel frustrated. The other person knows that we really understand them and that we don't just understand the feeling, we understand them. We all want to feel understood. So validate their feelings and explain how we understand them. Again, this does not mean we agree with their conclusion. We are expressing love and understanding. Basically, we are saying if I were you and if I had your personality, And your background with your thoughts, I can understand why those thoughts would lead to those feelings, and I'd have those feelings too. This is not about their conclusion being wrong, nor is it about condoning them. This is about letting them know that you understand. This is an important distinction. For example, I could say, I can understand why you'd think I was cheating because I wasn't reaching out to you when I was working those long hours, and you felt disconnected, and it brought up fears. Acknowledge why they could feel your disconnection. I understand why you thought I was disconnected from you because I wasn't communicating with you as much. Be kind and gentle and show that we care about how they feel. I feel sad that you thought I was disconnected from you and that you felt disconnected and fearful. I'm sad that you thought I was cheating on you. I didn't intend to hurt you. And then talk about how we are feeling. I miss you when I am working such long hours and I look forward to being with you. I love you. Again, this loving approach may feel foreign and may feel like we are condoning their behavior or they're getting away with being abusive. This is not intended to condone abusive behaviors. It is also not meant to say that it is our responsibility when someone has projected onto us. However, the truth is We are likely the one, instead of the projector, who is seeking to know how to deal with the situation, and it is meant to help us feel safer with tips to diffuse an escalating negative situation and ultimately create connection and reassurance where disconnection is perceived. Marshall Rosenberg's work on nonviolent communication teaches us how to transform potential conflicts into peaceful conversations. He gives us concrete tips on how to seek to understand the other person and how to diminish negative situations with compassion and how to reconnect. When the other person has de-escalated in their emotions after they have felt heard and understood, they may still need more time to remove their faulty thinking. After we are able to provide this additional outpouring of love to them, then we can revisit the topic on another day, possibly. We could ask on that future day if it's a good time to bring it up because there are some things we'd like to discuss about their perspective. We could explain that when they accused us of cheating, this really didn't reflect how I feel. I love you. This isn't how I feel. If we feel attacked in the projection, we could explain, when you said blank, I felt like it was a personal attack or hurtful or inappropriate or unkind, etc. If the other person remains escalated in their emotions, or becomes abusive, or we feel unsafe, it is important to let them know they need to stop. We can add, otherwise I am unable to talk with you right now, and I will have to talk to you later. If it is unsafe to make this comment, and their emotions continue to escalate, abort the mission, disengage, duck Take cover in a ditch while the tornado passes and let what the person is trying to project onto you fly over your head. You don't need to catch or carry someone else's unprocessed stuff, especially if it hurts you in any way. When it is safe, remove yourself and get support. It can be very painful when someone projects onto us, especially when it is someone we love. Although it is understandable why we could feel defensive, and it is tempting to defend ourselves about what the truth is from our perspective. The best way to de-escalate the situation and protect ourselves from others' projections is to remember to set boundaries and support ourselves with love and safety, and then translate all judgment into empathy, and offer love and gentleness for ourself and the projector as we seek to understand the projector. And from my own experience— these tips have made a world of difference in my own life and have helped me to protect myself and to help me to have more connection in my life, and I hope they help you too. Before we go, I wanted to read some reviews from this last week. L.A. Grazia De said, Of all the podcasts and voices streaming, Karen Hall provides inspiration, education, encouragement, empathy, hope, and understanding, and motivation to help me on my own hero's journey. Whenever I need my spirits lifted, I know I can listen to Karen and be edified. Thank you for all the time, effort, research, energy, and creativity you put into this true labor of love. May God bless you, and may you have all you need to continue to bring light, love, hope, and joy to all corners of the world. Thank you so much. And Mama Frenchie said, Love the reminders of positivity that can be found despite hard things. Very relatable. Rosa said, Thank you for taking the time to do this podcast. I really enjoy the subject matter and like to hear stories about real people. It's neat to know we aren't alone. Thank you so much for spreading the goodness. And another reviewer said, I loved your interview with Becky Belknap and how she has continued to move forward despite all the odds. When it's my children who are suffering, it's harder on me. I would rather I suffer than my children. She is such an inspiration. Another reviewer said, You did such a good job of highlighting the personal grief and despair of Jesus' disciples and then applying it to our lives. What an amazing quote by Joseph B. Worthlin. I love the message, Your Sunday Will Come. It's almost magical. Great job on your podcast. I appreciate so much hearing your feedback. And I want you to know that I share your feedback with our guests. They really appreciate hearing what you think and how their message has impacted you. And so thank you so much for taking the time to share your thoughts and to share what resonated with you so that I can let them know the positive impact that our guests are making on the world. And I'm just so grateful for all of the people who have taken the time to leave a review and to give feedback. It is so meaningful to me. And it's very meaningful to our guests. So thank you so very much. And one last thing before I go, I want to give a shout out to my friend, Faye Green. She has a podcast called BPD Bravery Show, where they discuss tips, strategies, struggles, triumphs, and success stories related to borderline personality disorder. She has some really great material. And for anybody that's dealing with that in their own life, or with a loved one, I recommend that you head over to the BPD Bravery Show. And I'll put Faye's links in the show notes so that you can find her show easily. Thank you so much for being with us. See you next time. Thanks for listening. I know you're busy. Did you know that you help spread the love by leaving a review and following? This helps increase our visibility so people can find us online. I really appreciate your help. I'm wishing you lots of love in your own hero's journey.